Welcome to Behind the Backline, the podcast where we chat with merchants, brands, and industry professionals in the musical instrument, pro audio, and event technology space about their products, services, industry trends, stories, and more. Join us now as we dig into the stories behind our favorite backline gear. Welcome to episode 18 of Behind the Backline. I'm Matt Jacoby of Active Media, and today I am speaking with Mike Russo of Dynamount. Thanks for joining me today, Mike. Right on. Thank you for having me, Matt. Yeah. So, uh, quick, uh, where are you guys, or where are you, where are you calling from today? So we're based out of sunny San Diego. That sounds much better than cloudy Wisconsin right now. <laughs> <laughs> so you look at the rent. <laughs> yeah. but it's, it's a lovely city. There you go. <laughs> Well, cool. So um, let's uh, start off by uh, kind of having you uh, tell us a little bit about who you are. So yeah, um, my name is Mike. I'm the CTO and co-founder of Dynamount. We make some pretty unique products for recording engineers, uh, front of house engineers. Essentially, our products allow you to physically manipulate your microphone position from your smartphone, your computer, so you don't have to be running back and forth, making changes by hand, or even if you have an intern. Uh, it can it can just do things that you you physically can't do by hand, such as precise A/B comparisons. So it's a, it's a pretty nifty tool. So you can just focus on using your ears. And uh, the description is doesn't give it any justice because you have to see these things in action. Um, I mean, I'm walking up to your booth at Nam, I'm like, oh, mini robots. These are awesome. <laughs> you know, you know, they're very impressive to to watch, and you know, just how you have control over them. But um, I believe you have a couple different models, correct? Like, uh, is there like a manual one and, or are they all act, uh, activated through um, like iPhone interfaces or? Essentially, yes. I mean, our, our current product line uh, is, is basically a few variations on the same product. Uh, for example, our, our most popular one is the X1R, which is a dual axis plus rotation. And what that means is essentially you can move the microphone forward and back. You can move the microphone left and right. And you can also rotate the microphone on and off axis. Uh, but we also have other variations. We have the V1R, which is the same thing. It just doesn't have the second rail. So it can still move side to side and rotate. Uh, and then we also have our simplest model, which is just the V1. It's essentially just a single axis. So you can move side to side, front to back, up to down. I'm sorry, up and down, whatever orientation you want. So yeah, kind of a few different variations on the same idea. And uh, looking at your website, I see you guys have a new Echo PT model. What's the difference with this one? Yeah, so that that's a whole another um, whole another animal right there. So our current product line is geared the X1R and the V1R and the V1. That's geared mostly towards recording studios and live sound. Uh, the Echo PT is uh, targeted more towards broadcast and film um, applications like that. It's it's uh, it's a, a power over Ethernet pan tilt system. Uh, it's silent while in motion. It's extremely silent, smooth motion. Uh, has a small camera that you can actually clip onto the microphone. So you have a real-time live perspective of exactly where your microphone's pointing. So so yeah, that, that one, it's it's a, a bit of a different animal, but, but the, it, it's currently in development. We're beta testing it now. The ones that are currently available are geared towards recording studios and live sound. Cool. Uh, just a question about the camera um, application. Now, is it only to see the, the microphone or like since you said it's for more like broadcast type things, could you automate your cameraman? Could you actually use it, use it for camera purposes, like for actual video? 
Well, so it's it's not um, you know it's not 4K or anything like that. Okay. Uh, but but it is um, 720p, so it's it's respectable quality. So I, I, you know certain applications it might be useful as kind of an alternate camera, but but really the idea was just to have it on there for uh, a real time perspective of where the microphone's pointing. So if you're the audio mixer in your truck, you can actually be fine tuning the microphone placement throughout an event. I mean, some simple examples would be. Uh, you know, you're at a football game and you have that one really annoying guy in the crowd. Instead of having to cut that mic off, you can just pan away from it. Or um, ESPN use some um, Indy 500 above the pit booths where the car would pull in forward or back. You know, not they wouldn't know exactly where the car was going to pull in. So now they can actually just fine tune it in real time. We've had interest for from broadcasters that do boxing, from the Olympics, potentially for fencing. So all sorts of these kind of Little little applications uh, when you're recording sporting events or, or broadcasting races is all these little things that being able to move your microphone in real time has uh, has some value. That's awesome, and it sounds like the interest you're getting these people are fairly excited about that kind of thing. Yeah, I mean that that's a product we actually started developing it. Um, I'd say about a year ago, so it's been pretty long time in development. But and the reason for that is we've been doing a lot of beta testing and and refining the design. And it's something where we, we don't want to release the final official version until we really have it dialed in so that, that it can really be as useful as possible for professionals in broadcast and film. No, definitely. I'm sure they're, they uh, can't afford to have something that's released too early, especially when they're for what their applications are for. So, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, for, for example, we had, we had a beta test uh, from uh, Warner Brothers at a voiceover studio, and, and they were re- requesting things like um, being able to do face tracking. So if you have a, an actor that's, you know, maybe, maybe they, they shift where they're standing or, or something, you know, something as simple as that. And now all of a sudden the microphone's not pointing right now. You can actually use face tracking to just stay pointed at them in real time. So, you know, things like that, we're, we're constantly adding new features, refining the design, and we're hoping by the end of this year, it'll, it'll basically be ready to go. Cool. Cool. I'm looking forward to seeing that. Um, so how long have the uh, other originals been on the market or, um, you know, how long have they been available? So we did a Kickstarter back in 2015. Uh, that That's what really got us off the ground. Um, that kind of, it, it proved that there was demand for this. And so by the end of 2015, we fulfilled those orders, which is about a hundred units. Uh, we started shipping actual production um, in 2016. So really, it's it's been on the market for a little over two years. Okay, and is it primarily available only through you guys at this point, or are they are they like a kind of in a distribution or retail setting yet? Uh, you can get them in a variety of places in in the U.S. You can get them from a lot of the usual suspects. You can get them at Sweetwater, Musicians Friend, Vintage King. You can also get it right at Dynamount.com. Uh, and then we have distributors all over the world. We have a distributor in Canada. We have guys in Europe. Uh, even parts of Asia. So I mean, if, if you go to dynamount.com, we have a where to buy page and, and you can see all the different places where it's available, but pretty much worldwide at this point. Cool. Good to know. Cause I feel like this is one of those little things where if I'm not going to use it for what it's meant to be used for, my kids will love watching it for hours. So. <laughs> That's the gizmo factor. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, how did this 
start? You know, where, what, uh, what's the story of the inspiration behind the mounts? You know, why did, uh, why were you guys inspired to start this? So yeah, so my brother and I, we played in a band together for, for a long time and we always recorded our own stuff. In particular, we record our own electric guitars and it was just a recurring problem that we had where we would find a spot that we liked, you know, after a bunch of experimenting, we'd say, okay, this spot sounds good, but we weren't sure, you know, maybe we could find other good spots or better spots. And so we would keep experimenting and then we could never find that spot again if we wanted to go back to it. So we kept saying, you know, it'd be, it'd be awesome, you know, if there was just something out there that would let us move the microphone around and save presets. Whenever we found spots we like, we could save presets. And, you know, we, we, we looked around, there was, we didn't see anything available. So we just went, went on our way um, doing it the, the old fashioned way. And then uh, I was actually making a living at the time, just paying my bills, doing freelance web design. And I was starting to get more into app development. I, uh, I took an app development course, a certification course through UCSD, and I needed a final project. And I was like, you know, that idea that we had a while ago about a, you know, a mic positioner with presets, why don't I kill two birds with one stone? And I made the, the first prototype. The first Dynamount prototype was actually my final project for that class. And uh, I, I got an A plus in the class, <laughs> I'm happy to say. <laughs> um, and and when, when it was over, we were like, you know what? We have this prototype. It's working. Um, we think that we find it useful. We think that, that this is something other people could appreciate. As we did a little research, uh, nothing commercially available. We decided to to start telling some people and that's what led to the Kickstarter. And then it just, it just went from there, snowballed from there. That's awesome. I don't think many people can say that their school project became their actual business at some point. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it was it was pretty uh, uh, serendipitous, I guess. <laughs> it worked out great. So this might just be me, you know, I'm a drummer. I don't usually deal with amps or, you know, mic placement a whole ton because it's usually the sound guy that's doing it. But um, the one thing that kind of uh, was in the back of my mind after I think I talked to you um, in January was, you know, it, it does the ability to do presets and everything and, you know, being able to put it right back where you had it. And But does that require like, you to have the stand where it's where it sits on the floor in front of it exactly the same or how do you ensure that that is at the exact same spot you found before no i mean that, that's a good point essentially i mean just going with the, the simple example of electric guitar if uh, obviously if you leave your mic stand and dynamounts and cab if you just leave it in position obviously your, your presets will be good indefinitely if you actually plan to move the cab away and move the stand away and then set it up again later that, that obviously is a bit of a challenge that the simplest solution is going to be something like just putting a little tape on the floor, you know, trying to mark off exactly where you had things positioned. Um, but, but, the, but it's true that if you are going to move your setup and then bring it back, you do have to take care to uh, put it in the exact same position. If, if you want to use the same presets you had before, one thing we like to encourage with our products is um, experimenting and the idea that there's no one sweet spot for a guitar cabinet. There's a sweet spot for a song or even a part of a song. Um, so, so the idea that you would want to move it and bring it back and use the exact same positions, I can see applications for that, uh, reamping or bringing the same band back in. But we really like to encourage um, experimenting for, for each particular song that you're working on. Gotcha. Yeah, I didn't want to like poke holes in the, the concept, <laughs> but, uh, you know, like, because, um, you know, the, the one thing that can change is, you know, physical location. If they're not attached, it's not like the, the mount is clamping to the bottom of the amp or something and always in the same spot. But, um, yeah, it's good to know. I mean, even if you were to, like, put tape on the, um, the amp itself as to where the post was, the, uh, 
Yeah, I mean, for example, at, at trade yeah. shows, we we tape a little tiny triangle to the guitar cab, um, okay. to, to, to the mesh on the front of the guitar cab. So that way, you know, if we move it and put it back, we know exactly where the center of the cone is and things like that. So, so I mean, it's essentially tape stickers is one of your best, best friends in that scenario. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I know it's a great application when, like you said, if you're ch- changing the sweet spot positioning for, for songs and, uh, or between songs and all that sort of stuff. So it really comes in handy in a variety of ways that way. So uh, that is pretty awesome. And again, they're, they're, they're actually add to the uh, stage presence just because it's like, what is that? Why is it moving by itself? You know? <laughs> yeah. I mean, for, for, so for, for recording studios, by far the most popular has been our X1R, which is the dual axis with rotation for, for uh, front of house for live sound, our V1R, which is the single axis is, uh, has been more popular because it's a little bit more compact. Um, you know, less likely to get bumped by a guitarist as they're walking by or something like that. Um, Joe Satriani actually recently did a South American tour and his front of house engineer, uh, Ace Baker, he used a V1R and he loves it. You know, he would be at front of house on his iPad, venue by venue. He could just dial in what he felt was the, the best sound for that particular venue. That's pretty cool. And I, I see you have a lot of people on your website who have kind of um, praised it and love it. Um, what are some of the, the bigger names um, that have kind of endorsed or are backing what you're doing. Yeah, we, we've been pretty stoked with the reception that the product has gotten in the industry. Uh, the, one of the first guys we ever showed it to, I, I mentioned earlier, my brother and I were playing in a band before we, we started Dynamount. And uh, we, we knew producer Fred Archambault just through our, our, our own band stuff. And he, he's done work with Avenged Sevenfold, the Treyu. He was the first guy we ever showed it to. And he was just, he was blown away. And he introduced us to Joe Barisi, who's done some amazing stuff. Pool, Queens of the Stone Age, uh, Bad Religion, the, the list goes on and on with him. And, and he was the first guy that really, he, he made a big difference during our Kickstarter. He, a couple Facebook posts from a guy like him, and it just made all the difference in the world. So he's been a, a big evangelist for us. We have guys like uh, uh, Chris Dugan, the, the last Green Day album was recorded with a Dynamount. Guys like Andy Sneap, who's done you know, Megadeth, he he loves. He's got multiple Dynamounts. I mean, the list the list goes on and on, and we're very excited about that. That is really cool, and it sounds like most of the applications right now are studio based. Yes, I mean, I mentioned earlier um, Ace Baker. He's a great front of house engineer. Uh, he uses them for live sound, but the, the majority uh, of the Dynamounts that are being used right now are recording studios. Okay. And do you, I guess, do you, besides the one you mentioned, do you have, is there, uh, is there some people, I guess, you're still using it for, for live touring or is there like a array of feedback that you've been getting on, on live touring applications? Yeah. I mean, he, he was the most visible, okay. um, but there's also uh, Tony, I hope I'm pronouncing his name right. Tony Sukar. Uh, he's, he's a producer and multi-instrumentalist, uh, pretty popular in, in the Latin music scene. He actually, his sound guy would use it. He would play on a cajon. He'd be sitting there and he, you know, he'd get really get into it. And while he's performing it, he would shift sometimes. So his front house engineer would just, you know, zoop, just make a little adjustment uh, <laughs> on, on his V1R and he would just shift, shift the microphone over to match if the cajon shifted. And so, so yeah, so it, uh, that's another good example where it's being used for live. Yeah, that makes sense, especially when every, you know, people are moving around on stage. You just got to follow them around as far as you can go. With, <laughs> stay put. You know, people can't do that. So, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, the, 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 our products are not on a drone or anything. You know, it's not flying around the stage, yeah. but, but certainly <laughs> certainly gives you, you know, that, that seven inches of, um, 
of being able to to move the microphone side to side or you know if it gets bumped or if you notice that it's just sounding a little bit too shrill rather than resorting to eqs you can actually fine-tune your mic placement which is the the you know better in better out you know that the drone thing with the precision that you have to put into these ones is there do you think there's an application for drones? <laughs> <laughs> we did uh, we did an April Fools uh, last year, I believe, which was uh, we, we pretended we were announcing a, a new drone product. <laughs> I think you're gonna you're gonna run into some some noise issues from the propellers on that one. <laughs> a little buzzing. They're not exactly the quietest things yet. So <laughs> yeah, for for cameras, pretty amazing. For moving microphones, I don't I don't I'm not too sure about drone. Can't hear any of the audio because all you hear is this. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, like, uh, for example, with the Echo PT, I mean, that was actually a huge part of the development was just making sure that it's extremely quiet, extremely smooth. I mean, there are a lot of, there in the broadcast world, there's a lot of very sophisticated equipment out there. There are very sophisticated robotic camera systems out there. But what we were finding is that j- just about everything out there was either too big, uh, too expensive, or too noisy. Uh, essentially, it would, either, it would either be overkill or too noisy to just do something like move a microphone. So yeah, we're, we're trying we're trying to fill our little niche. Uh, we're definitely specialists focusing entirely on microphone placement. Yeah. So um, to get something that that quiet, you know, seeing that everything else in the market is loud and obnoxious in, in comparison, um, how long did like the take to get over that hump and and just kind of figure out how to make that quiet? I mean, as I mentioned, that product has been in development for, for quite a while now. So a lot of R&D has gone into the, the Echo PT. Um, you know, in terms of getting into the, the nitty-gritty technical details, I'm not sure this is the, the right venue, but, but I, can, I can tell you that a lot of work has gone in. Um, and right now, we're, we're pretty pleased with where it's at. And as I mentioned earlier, we're hoping by the end of the year, that one's going to be um, readily available. Okay. And I, I guess I, that one, I'd, I'd, uh, you did say that earlier, um, but I was wondering if, uh, are the other ones quieter or do they have a little bit of a, a, a noise to them? So the ones that are available right now, um, they, they make a little bit of noise while they're in motion. Uh, they weren't so much designed for, for example, they weren't designed for recording while moving the microphone around. Uh, it's mainly designed just to kind of go from position to position. Okay. Once once in position, they're they're completely silent, but they do make a little bit of noise while they're moved. Um, but I can say from the R and D on the Echo PT, the new one, um, we're cert- we certainly have learned a lot from from the R and D on that process, and we have plans. Uh, we don't have a set date, but we have a pl- we have plans for a little down the road to kind of create the next generation of the current product line, which we would take a lot of the technology we've developed for the Echo PT, and I'll bring that back into the studio and live sound line. Cool, cool. Um, in terms of like uh, uh, how they work with different types of mics, is there a certain mic that they work better with? Are the clips uh, clips created for certain mics, or is it just kind of a universal clip? Or I mean, it, it uses standard five eighths threads, uh, and it can hold up to five pounds. So we really just tried to make it nearly every microphone you can put on there. I know there there are some beasts out there that are you know seven pound microphones that that are put that are pushing it a little bit but i say you know 95 percent of microphones you can fit on there um so you know obviously things like 421s sm57s are, are no problem whatsoever uh some of the mics where it has the xlr on the bottom where it's more of a vertical microphone for those we sell a little accessory pack uh it comes with things like a, a thread extender um a clutch that lets you um get, get, get lets you angle the way you've mounted it so it basically 
in, in conjunction with our accessory pack, you can mount virtually any microphone. Cool, cool. And how have, um, and we talked about, you know, applications for amps mainly, but um, I know that uh, your demo or your booth had a, a drum kit as well. Is it mainly, is your main focus on drums, just the kick drum, or have you found um, applications for other areas of the drum kit as well? So, so yeah, by far the most popular application has been electric guitar. But we've we've had people using them for all sorts of different things. We've uh, the front of the kick drum has been a popular one, getting the phase uh, in front of the kick drum. We've we've had people using them for drum overheads, for a bottom snare mic, and then and then all sorts of things from piano to I mentioned cajones to uh, brass instruments. I mean, really any any situation where you're recording and you're using a microphone and you might want to adjust the position of that microphone you, you can find ways to use our products to your benefit cool and how does i though i'm a little confused how do they work for overhead aren't the stands a little heavy to be elevated or how does that well work? So actually a common misconception and, and maybe maybe that's the case here is it, so our products aren't actually a stand uh, we oh. call them micro we call them microphone mounts where it has standard 5.8 threads on the bottom and on the top. So essentially you can mount it to a mini mic stand one day. You can flip it upside down and mount it to a boom stand the next day. Um, it just threads right onto the existing microphone stands that you have. And then your microphone just attaches directly to it with always standard mic threads. So you can mount it upside down, vertically, right side up on an incline. You know, the sky's the limit. Got it. That's even cooler. Yeah, I I guess I kind of just assumed that it had come with its own feet. So <laughs> no, no, yeah, yeah. A lot of people they they'll refer to our products as uh, you know, robotic microphone stands, but that that really isn't accurate. We we it's really more of a mount um, that attaches to your existing stands. And all of a sudden, the name of the company makes a whole lot more. Yeah, sense <laughs> there you go. There you go. <laughs> well, that's cool. I would love to see them. Um, moving around above a drum kit. <laughs> That's kind of cool. I, I didn't expect them to be that light where they would stay up that way. Yeah. I mean, we highly recommend Latch Lake stands. Those, those are, there's some awesome guys at Latch Lake music. Uh, I don't know if you're familiar with them, but mm -hmm. they, their stands, they really, really lock into position. Um, so, you know, if you wanted to do something like mount our X1R, which is our biggest model, if you wanted to mount that on a boom stand, you're probably not going to want to use, you know, your $20 uh, dirt cheap stand. You're going to want to mount it to a good stand. So for something like a latch lake boom, um, it's no problem at all. You can have a two pound microphone attached to our X1R mounted upside down and it, it'll, it's not going to droop. Okay. Yeah. That makes a whole heck of a lot more sense. I've actually been talking to latch lake again about doing an episode uh, down the road. And I actually, I visited them right after I came to your booth cause I saw they were right next to you. And, um, yeah, those stands are beasts. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we, we, we kind of formed a, just a little friendly a business relationship with those guys just because we feel like our products really complement each other where you know our, our products are at their best when they're mounted to a good quality, you know, rigid microphone stand. Um, so so we like we love showing off our products using latch leg stands and um and yeah, and, and I think we, we, we actually started off sharing booths with Latch, Latch Lake for, for quite a few trade shows. I think it was kind of a, a good mutual thing where we had some good buzz going. So we were drawing in some extra people, but then their, their stands let our products be at their best. Cool. Yeah, I can see that. I, I would, the nightmare of having all of these flimsy boom stands tipping over during a show or a recording or whatever, just 
isn't no one's dream. It's just everybody's nightmares. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, it, yeah. When it comes, when it comes to, uh, I mean, again, the most popular application has been electric guitar. So when it comes to that, you know, just there's, there's quite a variety of mini stands out there. You know, so there's quite a few a decent mini tripod stands that will work just fine. Uh, when it comes to mounting it, uh, when it comes to mounting our products upside down on a boom, something like that, you're really going to, you're going to want to use a nice stand. Well, cool. And I would highly encourage um, anybody listening to this to go out and check out, um, check them out. I mean, it's to see the, the video or see them in action. It, the, what we're talking about doesn't really do them justice to until you see that what they're doing and how they're controlled. And um, yeah, it's, it's more of a little, little mini experience than it is to try and verbalize all of this. So. <laughs> yeah. It, it's it, it, our products. It's something where, uh, I, we've we, we've had some pretty interesting feedback. I, I love hearing things like this. Where uh, let, let me pull up the exact quote. I believe it was Tommy Dedamore, I believe is his name. Uh, slide, yeah, he's a slide guitarist, and he's saying, you know, at, 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 when you first hear of something like Dynamount, you might think that it's a luxury. Um, but he said that after getting his hands on it, after using it, he views it as a necessity. So I, I think it's something where once you get your hands on a Dynamount and you actually try it out in the studio or on stage and you see how not only does it make your life easier, but it makes it fun finding the sweet spot. Uh, you can really experiment easily doing precise A-B comparisons, all these things that you just can't do by hand or even if you have an intern, they just can't do. So I think yeah, once you get your hands on them, uh, it definitely tends to, to convince people. They definitely fill the void of frustration for, for placement. That That's a, that's a good way of, um, like you said, it's a good way of putting it, you know, what, what is this taking care of or what does this, this um, problems or what does this product solve or problem that it solves, excuse me. <laughs> and uh, yeah, just, um, just, you know, that's one more thing off the, a player's mind to not to worry about that as much and focus on what they they love to do. So. Yeah, I th- you know, I think just very generally speaking, um, two common types of, of recording engineer. You have the guys that will kind of go back and forth over and over again, making little adjustments by hand until they're really happy with the microphone position. And, and for guys like that, I, I think our product is is kind of a no brainer. It's like this is this saves you so much effort and hassle. It lets you just sit there in your control room, listening through your monitors, making little adjustments um, on the fly, and hearing the changes in real time. And then you also get the guys who kind of like who kind of have their go-to positions where they say, okay, you know, I, I always just kind of put it here just off the center of the cone at a, at a 45 degree angle or, or wherever it is, they kind of have their go-to position and they set it and forget it. And, and for guys like that, I, I like to point to some, some of the feedback we've gotten from some, some pretty big name producers, some pretty respected guys like a, a Glenn Fricker of Spectre Sound said something along the lines of, uh, you know, he would blindly move the microphone around with a, with a dynamount, just, just lit while the band was jamming, he'd just be moving it around and heat the spots he would end up selecting were totally different from anything he would have done by hand. So, so things like that. So even if you're one of those guys that kind of has your go-to positions, I think uh, with a Dynamount, you're, you're going to find some brand new go-to positions that, that you never would have tried. Before. And that's really cool. Anything to improve that sound and, and that, that sweet spot. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. And going back to, you know, one of our, kind of founding principles where you know we, we don't think that there's a sweet spot for a speaker or a sweet spot for a guitar cap. I, I think it really comes down to song by song, artist by artist, part by part, you know, what's most appropriate for that given moment. Cool. Yeah. Well, I wanted to uh, give you a chance to uh, uh, plug the website so people can find out more about the products. 
Yeah, I mean, everything you, you need to learn about Dynamount can be found right at dynamount.com. Um, all of our product info is there. You, you can pick up Dynamounts right from dynamount.com, or you can find them at all the, the usual suspects, Sweetwater, Vintage Gang, Musicians Friend. But yeah, uh, head on over to dynamount.com. It's got all the info. Cool. And we'll, we'll post a link to that as well as um, uh, some of your social channels on the show notes when this gets posted. So Awesome. Well, cool. Well, I appreciate you joining me today. This has been great. And it's been fun revisiting our little robotic friends. So. <laughs> <laughs> right on. Yeah, I really appreciate you having me. It's a, it's a pleasure to be here. Thank you for listening to Behind the Backline, brought to you by Octave Media, an inbound marketing agency focused on helping music merchants develop an automated solution to increase website sales. You can find Octave Media at www.octave.media. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast in iTunes or Google Play Music to learn more about great products and companies in the musical instrument, pro audio, and event technology space. And be sure to leave a review to let us know what you thought of this episode. We encourage you to share us with your friends and colleagues via social media, and we'll see you next time. Take care.